Welcome to the Anglican Church of the Good Shepherd, Pelham, Alabama podcast. This is your host, Deacon Andrew Brazier. Be aware of your surroundings. Be aware of your surroundings. I can't tell you how many times I heard this from my parents. They wanted me as a young man to know where I was and to recognize when I was in a place that I shouldn't be. Now this, this saying, you know, be aware of your surroundings, it applies in social situations also. You know, you, you don't joke at a funeral. Be aware of your surroundings. You don't tell a, a host who's provided you a, a wonderful meal, I don't really like that meal. But they work tirelessly to provide to you. Be aware of your surroundings. And our Lord Jesus Christ, he was constantly aware of his surroundings. A master at not only knowing where he was, but who he was with, the audience that he was speaking to at all times. In Luke chapter 5, we hear him say, After this, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, Follow me. And leaving everything, he rose and followed him. And Levi made him a great feast in his house. And there was a large company of tax collectors and others reclining at the table with them. And the Pharisees, with their scribes, grumbled. And at his disciples, they said, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus answered them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick do. I have not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. Our Lord was more acutely aware of his surroundings than anyone else. Here, the Creator himself visits his people as the God-man Jesus Christ. The Creator himself tours his own creation, a creation that has gone wrong. Gone wrong because the creation, the creature, has followed Satan into death and descent, into error. But now, when our Lord was incarnated, which is just a large word for becoming human, becoming one of us, when our God became man, when the Creator entered into creation as a part of space and a part of time, in a time and a place, He was more aware than anyone else as to what He was entering into. He was in the midst of a world in ruins. A broken and screwed up world where death ruled. A universe enslaved by the evil one due to humanity's own rebellion to the maker of the heaven and the earth. But what do the religious leaders see? What are the, the Jewish shepherds, the Israelites, what, what, what do they see? They're blind, and all they see is our Lord hanging out with notorious sinners. Instead, they only saw their own so-called righteousness, which told them, I'm better than the tax collectors 
and the sinners that Jesus is seen with. We're like those Pharisees, you know. We really are. We're blinded by our own smug self-righteousness that we don't even see the world the way that our Savior, Jesus, the creator of the world, sees it. When Jesus looks out into the world, at the mass of humanity, do you know what he sees? When our Lord looks with his own eyes out into the world, each and every one of us, into humanity itself, he sees a creation out of control, a creation in rebellion. He sees a creature that is so disillusioned with the lie that it's in control that it can't see that chaos is reigning supreme. Jesus sees creatures in his very own image who are sick, who are chronically ill, <coughs> and the only prognosis is death. Let's not fool ourselves. We're all on death's doors, yet we're so blind in our sin, we refuse to see it. In our culture, we don't even want to acknowledge it. However, when Jesus, when Jesus looks at the tax collector, when he looks at the sinners that he's with, what he sees are the sick. What he sees are the sick who are in need of a cure. And he is the great physician who's willing to sacrifice his very own life to provide the blood transfusion that you and I each need. What we need in order to have life, true life. And yet, ironically, that the shepherds of the Jewish people, the shepherds of the Israelites, the rulers, the priests, the Levites, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, well, they don't see people as sinners who are in need of a cure or in need of a rescue. They simply see sinners to avoid. People that I don't want to be around. People that I want to stay clear from. Foolishly, these shepherds, who know the scriptures by heart, have forgotten God's warning in Ezekiel to the shepherds who fell to take care of their flock. So let's listen now to the words of the prophet Isaiah, or excuse me, the prophet Ezekiel, in the 34th chapter of his book. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel, prophesy, and say to them, even to the shepherds, thus says the Lord God, Ah, shepherds of Israel, who have been feeding yourselves. Should not shepherds feed the sheep? <coughs> you eat the fat, you clothe yourselves with the wool, you slaughter, slaughter the fat ones, but you do not feed the sheep. The weak you have not strengthened, the sick you have not healed, the injured you have not bound up, the strayed you have not brought back, the lost you have not sought. And with force and harshness, you have ruled them. So they were scattered. Because there was no shepherd, and they became food for all the wild beasts. My sheep were scattered. They wandered over all the mountain and on every high hill. My sheep were scattered all over the face of the earth, with none to search or to seek them. Therefore, you shepherds, Hear the word of the Lord. As I live, declares the Lord, 
Surely because my sheep have become a prey, and my sheep become a food for all the wild beasts, since there was no shepherd. Because my shepherds have not searched for my sheep, but the shepherds have fed themselves and have not fed my sheep. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will require my sheep at their hand, and put a stop to their feeding from the sheep. No longer shall the shepherds feed themselves. I will rescue my sheep from their mouths, that they may not be food for them. Did you hear that? That's 560 years before Jesus. 560 years before the gospel lesson we heard today. Ezekiel is criticizing Israel's leadership for neglecting to shepherd the people and instead enriching themselves, devouring the very sheep they are tasked to look over. But listen to this gospel, this good news, that comes from God as we pick back up on verses 11 through 16 here. For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As a shepherd sends out, seeks out his flock when he's among his sheep that have been scattered, so will I seek out my sheep. And I will rescue them from all the places they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, by the ravines, and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them with good pasture. And on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing land. There they shall lie down in good grazing land, and on rich pasture they shall feed on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be their shepherd, the shepherd of my sheep, and I myself will make them to lie down, declares the Lord God. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the starved, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak. The fat and the strong, I will destroy. I will feed them in justice. Does this sound a little bit familiar to you? God promises that he will seek the sheep. He will rescue them from the places where they have been scattered. And the prophet continues speaking with the very voice of God. It's the inspiration and power of the Holy Spirit. He says, I will seek the lost. I will bring back the strayed. And I will bind up the injured. And I will strengthen the weak. Praise God for His undeserved blessings, His unmerited blessings, for His grace, because He will not leave us. He will not leave us to suffer under shepherds who fail to do their duty in protecting the flock and finding the lost sheep. God himself promises us in the word here that the sick, the weak, the lost, all of them are his. But that's not all. Indeed, God promises us here in verses 23 through 24, and I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David will be a prince among them. I am the Lord, 
I have spoken. Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We say this in, in this liturgy. Hosanna to the Son of David. Hosanna in the highest. Do you understand? King David is long dead when Ezekiel is writing his prophecies in this book. But God promises in this portion of Scripture that King David will be there. That God himself will be the shepherd. And God also promises in Scripture that King David will always have a son to sit on the throne of Israel forever. Who is this son? Jesus. Jesus is the son of God and the son of David. In Ezekiel, God promises that there will be one shepherd, one true bishop, one true king who shall sure shall serve as our great and good shepherd who will search and seek out the lost sheep and bring them to his flock. That promised king and that promised shepherd is Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah. This is why St. Matthew, who is Levi, by the way, writes in his gospel a genealogy showing that our Lord Jesus Christ, his line, his descent, and Luke does the same thing in his gospel. It goes through King David. For our Lord is a king. And not merely a human king, but the king of the universe. This is exciting. It's amazing. It's great news. This is gospel. It's good news to hear to us. That God himself in the flesh has chosen to become man so that he may seek out the lost sheep. Let's tie this back together now. Let's look now to the gospel reading in St. Luke chapter 15. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to him. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. Look right there. See that the descendants of the Israelite rulers that Ezekiel is criticizing 600 years earlier have not changed. All they see are sinners. They are blind and they're not leading the flock into the waters of eternal life. Our Lord sees this failure and then he tells us and he tells the Pharisees and the scribes who are sitting here this parable. Listen. So he tells them the parable, What man of you having a hundred sheep, if he's lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine behind? in the open country, and go after that one that is lost until you find it. And when you find it, you lay it upon your shoulders. You lay that lamb upon your shoulders, and you rejoice. And when you come home, you call together all your friends and your neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous who need no repentance. Straight from God's mouth, my fellow sheep. He's searching for us. Each and every one of us. He will leave the flock he already has in order to save one who is lost. Our shepherd will go into the forest where the wolves lie ready to attack, all so that he can rescue one 
more sheep. That's you and that's me. Think of it from this perspective. For a shepherd to search for a lost sheep, that means that lost sheep already belongs to him. How would the shepherd know that the sheep is even lost? Unless he knows that it's his own in the first place. He only knows that we're lost because he's counted his sheep. And instead of seeing the hundred sheep, he sees there's only 99. And the shepherd is not content with losing a single sheep that's been given over to him by the Father. The shepherd will and has gone through hell and back to save us lost sheep. No, our shepherd will take his staff and head towards the perils of the wild forest to find those lost sheep, even if it's only a single sheep. He will sacrifice himself so that we may be put on his shoulders and rescued and brought home. And not merely brought home, but our shepherd, our great, our good shepherd, is ready to bandage our wounds, to heal our sickness, to save us from the roaring lion, the devil, who wishes to devour us, devour us in our sins. So friend, be aware of your surroundings. Be aware of the state of your very own soul. We are sinners and we're in need of mercy. We are lost and we are in need of finding. And the gospel of Jesus Christ is that the son of David, the king, has come down from heaven to save us sinners, to rescue us lost sheep. He knew us before he ever created the world, and he loved us. Loved us despite the sins we would commit, that we have commit, that we right here in these pews that we are in right now, that we need to repent from and repent of. And now he has rescued us as lost sheep who will turn, turn away from our surroundings and now walk with him into newness of life. We've been carried on the back of God himself, our very God. The God who made us, became man, bled for us, died, and was resurrected and ascended into heaven for you and for me. Sinners, may we now be transformed and renewed into the images of God that he made us to be not so that we may reflect our own glory, but so that we may be mirrors, images of God that reflect His glory and His glory alone. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Thank you again for joining us on the Anglican Church of the Good Shepherd, Pelham, Alabama podcast. We hope that you'd visit us in person. We have Sunday worship uh, every Sunday at 1030 in the morning. And you can visit us on our website at www.goodshepherdacna.com or visit us on Facebook at Good Shepherd ACNA. Also, if you enjoy the podcast, please like, subscribe, and rate the podcast. It not only makes us feel better, but more importantly, it helps those who are searching for Anglican podcasts find podcasts like this one and other ones that are out there on the web.
Thank you, God bless, and have a good one. The Lord be with you, and with thy spirit, lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto the Lord. Let us give thanks unto our Lord God. It is meet and right so to do. 